Welcome back to another episode of Stash Talk. Uh, today's going to be a little different episode. Uh, we do not have a special guest. Uh, it's just going to be, be me and Jeff on here. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to be looking for a, a guest. If you have anybody uh, you'd like to hear from or whatever, any any type of sport, um, football, baseball, basketball, softball, um, any of the main sports, or even if you got a special guest you want to hear from from a smaller sport, just let me know and I'll try to reach out to them. Um, but in the meantime, for today, we are going to be talking about the day in the life of a baseball player, student athlete at the University of Tennessee in the off season, in the in the regular season, and also in the postseason. So, um, you know, Jeff's going to ask some questions, and I'm going to answer them to the best of my ability. And then if I if I have to ask a question, I will. Okay. So let's begin. We have alluded to this, but we haven't truly discussed it. Um, so let's begin by talking about your decision to come back and talk through that with us, and then I'll go from whatever you give. Yeah, so um, my freshman year, um, 2019, well, the fall of 2019, spring of 2020, um, was when COVID hit. Um, and so once that happened, uh, you know, we only played 16 games that, that spring, um, and they gave everybody back in the NCAA, JUCO, NAIA, all the divisions um, of the you know NCAA. They gave all the athletes uh, another year of, eligib- of eligibility, um, and you know finished out. I graduated this past spring um, with my bachelor's in public administration. Um, so I graduated, and you know. I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I could be done, um, but I want to coach. I want to play base. I, I wanted, I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to, you know, play in the MLB, and you know that that role definitely did not come into favor. Um, once July rolled around in the draft, you know, my name wasn't called, but it's something that happens, and you know, it, you got to deal with it. And so uh, I was thinking, you know, the, I had the month of July to figure out, you know, if I if I wanted to come back and use that extra year which would be my fifth year. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about all the possibilities I could do. And I was like, okay, uh, you know, I, have a, I could have a chance to be, you know, I'd come back and play. I could, you know, go straight into, you know, the profession I want to do, which is coaching and do that or, you know, just be done with it in general. And that's just not something I want to do. You know, I'm, I had my mindset, you know, before I came in to Tennessee, I wanted to play in the MLB. And if not, I wanted to coach. And, uh, you know, that's just the, that's just where I've been set right now. And, you know, I want to coach whenever I'm done with this year, um, which is I came back, uh, applied for grad school. Um, I was originally going to apply for grad school anyways. Um, even if I didn't um, come back to play, I was going to at least get my master's or, you know, attempt to get my master's. And so I applied for a one-year program, um, and it's um, – it's really weird. Uh, a lot of people ask me about it, um, but I'm getting my master's right now in agriculture, leadership, education, and communications. Um, I actually kind of figured out what it actually is. Um, so we take courses. Um, so actually, it's a one-year program, but it's a one-year program from when you um, apply. So I applied for the program in July. Um, so I will. I you have the chance to take 
you have a chance to finish it in the spring and the fall and the spring. Um, but just how the course is laid out um, for me is I will take the fall, the spring, and then I'll graduate in the summer uh, with the program. Um, but I had the opportunity, I had, well, I didn't have the opportunity. You have like, an, like say like if you apply for grad school in, in April, um, you had the opportunity to be able to take 15 hours in the fall, 15 hours in the spring. Um, and then you'd be graduated by April or May, um, depending on when your program would end. But, um, with me applying, you know, kind of late in the, late in the year, I, I kind of just barely got into the class, the courses. And so, you know, I'm only doing nine hours this semester. I'll probably do 12 hours the next. And then, you know, however much I need to do in the summer, which won't be bad. I mean, the courses we're doing right now, they're not bad. It's just a whole lot of writing. It's a lot more writing than I thought I'd be. Um, but, you know, over the courses and over the homeworks and assignments and stuff, I'm getting better and better um, at, you know, just being able to write. And I think that's what helped me in my bachelor is, you know, I didn't have to do a lot of writing, but now it's coming into my master's and, you know, I'm doing a lot of writing. But, you know, the main thing was I didn't I didn't want to be done with baseball. Um, I didn't want to be done playing. And, you know, for sure, when I'm done after this year of playing, I, I don't want to be done with the sport in general. Um, you know, I've, I got some opportunities that are opening up, uh, at least in the next, you know, few months here here and there. He's, you know, I want to be able to coach. I want to, you know, my, my dream goal would be able to coach here, coach at the University of Tennessee or coach in the, you know, in the SEC, ACC, you know, a Power 5 conference like that, you know, just being able to compete at the highest level um, that we are. And if that doesn't happen, then, you know, I'll, I'll go to the next, the next scenario that would happen. And, you know, I haven't really thought about that. You know, I've had people, you know, reach out to me like, hey, you know, we can do some, you know, it's, I, I call it, you know, doing like lessons, but um, it's not really lessons. You're just trying to help the person get to where they need to be. Uh, you know, if that means getting them to, you know, finding a college for them that works best for them or, you know, if this guy's a really big prospect or whatever and he wants to, you know, get better or work with a guy that, you know, has worked at the highest level and try to get him to the MLB, you know, that's something that I want to do and, you know, I want to be able to help the guys around me. Okay. So let's back up because I get this question all the time. Is Kirby going to throw his name out to MLB teams? So I'll let you kind of explain that because I don't think the average fan understands how that works. And I'll let you talk. And then if I feel like I need to fill in some gaps, I will. So talk about how guys get to be eligible for the draft. Yeah. So baseball is a little bit different than all the other main sports. Um, I mean, basketball was kind of like baseball earlier when LeBron James and all them were in high school where you get drafted out of high school. Um, but now you don't, now you can't, uh, but in baseball, you have the opportunity to get drafted. I mean, you could get drafted five times in your baseball career. I mean, if you think about it now, um, probably not, it'll probably go back to four. I don't know. Um, but you have the opportunity to get drafted out of high school. Um, and, and it's not like football. It's not like basketball. Like you don't have to declare for the draft. Like you're not having to throw your name out and throw it in a box and say, Hey, Kirby Connell wants to get drafted. Everybody already knows Kirby Connell wants to get drafted. You know, that's that's not a something that people don't know. Um, it's just the fact that, you know, you gotta you gotta make a name for yourself and you gotta help yourself in that way. Um, but you can get drafted out of high school. Um, and then say if you go JUCO 
um, you can get drafted out of your first year of JUCO. Um, so if you go back to JUCO, you can get drafted second year of JUCO. Uh, but once you go to a D1, if you go straight from a D1 to from a high from high school to D1, you have to wait till your junior year to get drafted. Or if you are old enough, you have to be twenty. You have, you can be twenty one. Um, so like Blade Tidwell got drafted not less last year, but the year before as a sophomore. But he, that's we call it sophomore eligible um, to get drafted because he's twenty one. Um, so yeah, I would love I would love for you know, to get drafted this year, but, you know, the chances are very, very small. Um, a lot of a lot of MLB programs and organizations don't want to go after, you know, older guys. They want to go after guys that, um, you know, can help them or have the productivity to, you know, help them in the future. And, you know, looking at older guys, it's it's like you're only good for so many years and stuff like that, and we don't want to waste money on you. We, don't, we want to make sure we're using our money correctly and spend it on the guys that can help us in the future. And it's interesting because I've been watching it personally probably for 20 years now, watching guys that I've coached and things like that. And, like, it's it's really – I mean, everybody can pick the top, I'll say, 10 players. But you really don't even know in that because then it becomes a negotiation and some guy may want – you know, he may be a number 10 draft pick – but he wants $10 million, and that's never going to happen. They're not going to give the number 10 draft pick $10 million, you know. So, um, but it really comes down to you get a number from MLB, and that's when a team turns in your name. They verify that you're eligible, and you get a number. So, and we let's cover the, why the Masters is a big deal. And that is because to be a head coach at almost any college level, they require a master's degree. They don't care what that master's degree is in, but they want you to have a master's degree. So our conversation was the earlier you can get it, the better you are. So uh, you get to play another year. And so my question would be, what do you expect to get out of it? And what do you expect to accomplish? Um, I think for me is, you know, to earn the trust from the guys around me, um, the coaches around me and everything like that, you know, I want to be able to be the guy that, you know, that the coaches can trust and, you know, you know, that they can respect and, you know, on the field, off the field, stuff like that. Um, and then just be able to, you know, have those relationships that I have. Um, and I think all that comes with trust and responsibility and everything like that is, you know, I want the guys to know that. I'm there for them. Um, you know, I may be, I mean, I think, I think, I think about it. I am five years older, uh, or probably six years older than the guy. Now, five years older than one of our youngest guys, um, which is crazy. It's like, I've, you were just going into high school when I went into my college career. Um, but no, it's, it's definitely, I want to earn, I want to earn the trust and earn the respect from the guys and, you know, be able to have that trust and, you know, just know that, you know, I can, if they need my help, I can help them. You know, I can, I can show them the ropes. You know, I've been here for, this is my fifth year. So, um, I've seen it. I've, I was, I, I, I say I was there when we were bad. Um, we weren't bad, but like my first year, our goal was just to get to Omaha or just to get to, uh, Hoover 
and then go from there. And then, so, you know, I've, I've seen us when we've been up, I've seen us when we've been down and stuff like that. And I think it's just a, you know, I can help them to, you know, let us not get there um, and stuff like that. And one thing that I want to see, you know, I think it's um, that I want to like get better at or, you know, something that I want to see happen this year, um, you know, is I want to see us start um, as a team a little bit better than what we did last year. Uh, last year, we kind of, you know, it took us a little bit to get to where we were. And I think this year, I think we're doing a better job of getting closer and closer as a team and, and stuff like that. So I just want to be able to be that, you know, role model and just be like, hey, you know, if we're going to do it, if we're going to go all the way, we got to we gotta start now and there's, there's no reason to wait. We're going to kind of go behind the scenes. Uh, maybe things that the average fan doesn't see, doesn't know about. And so let's begin with summer practice. So talk us through, because we allude to it, but I don't know that we've ever truly covered it. Um, so what does summer look like? And let's divide it between new guys and returners. So let's go with the new guys first. What uh, incoming guys, whether they're freshmen, transfers, JUCO guys, so talk us through when they come, who comes, is it mandatory, is it optional for new guys? Um, so, okay, I'll, I'll split that up between freshmen and then I'll go transfers um, because we do JUCO transfers and, and uh, D1 transfers the same way. Um, so for the freshmen, um, they usually get here – the first, second week of July. Um, so they'll go second week of July to the second week of August. Um, they'll come in. They'll have class. Uh, they'll have a schedule. Megan will make up a schedule for them. They'll start their undergrad. And it usually starts with, you know, like, your core classes. Uh, try to knock out your core classes and, and maybe an elective. Um, you hardly know, ever see that because once you come in the summer, you usually want to knock out all your Englishes, all your sciences and all that, maybe start some math so that when you go to the fall schedule, um, you're not behind. Uh, so usually, I mean, it's not mandatory for them to come, um, the freshmen, um, but it's very, very um, pushed on them to, you know, you need to get here, you need to get accommodated to everything, you need to be able to, you know, know what to do when we come around to the fall and things start getting you know, Harry and everything like that. Like you need to, you need to be here so you understand what's going on. Um, and then for the the transfers, uh, you know, a lot of our JUCO guys come in um, to the summer a little bit earlier. Uh, they usually come with uh, when the freshmen come. Uh, you'll see a lot of our JUCO guys come with the freshmen, um, but it depends on if they're playing summer ball or not. And it's the same thing with the guys, um, the D one transfers. Um, it depends on if they're playing summer ball because everybody has to play summer ball. Um, same thing with returners. Most of the guys are playing summer ball, most of the young guys. So you got the, the returners that will come back for their sophomore, their junior, uh, junior years. They'll all be playing summer ball. Um, that's not – it is mandatory. It's not mandatory depending on the person, depending on what you do in the season. Um, you know, some guys can get away with not going to play um, if they throw a lot of innings or if they get a lot of at-bats. Um, and stuff like that, but, um, you know, you get a lot of guys that go out and, 
they'll go play summer bowl and they won't come back till you know middle or middle of august um so you're playing from july you got basically you got two months to play summer ball and you're basically playing every single day um but no i think it's the freshmen come earlier juco guys go with them a little bit here and there um depending if they're playing summer ball you get the transfers coming in most of them are usually playing summer ball if not they come earlier uh you know just working out with q and everything like that so i'm run it down a little bit when they get there um Everybody will come, like I say, if you come here in the summer, um, if you're not a returner, uh, I'll break it down, new guys, returners, um, now. New guys, they'll come in, they'll take classes, um, depending. And, on, and that's an important part because it also gets them a little bit ahead in classes. They, with nobody on campus, they get to be around campus when they're not having to fight however many thousand students there are this fall it's kind of a little more empty get yeah but, the dorms and all they, that get, stuff. they get used to know that the good thing is you know, most of them will be in person um so they get used to um going to class going to you know certain buildings knowing where these buildings are and then megan does a great job with them and you know if their class is online they'll have study hall and they'll have study hall when their class time is um, so that they're in there, you know, doing their class, doing their homework whenever they need to um, and stuff like that. But um, so like usually sometimes the transfers will take classes if they need to catch up or, you know, maybe if they're when they move here, you know, if they're um, their whatever transcript didn't uh, come over with them, uh, you know, that then it makes you get to basically start over um, and stuff like that. So it kind of gets them a head start on that. Um, and then, you know. We used to do my year, and then the year after, no, my year was the last year when we used to do, we'd do our summer workouts in the morning. Um, so we would do our lifts in the morning, um, but now we do our lifts, you know, the summer lifts. Um, everybody will do it. You have to get a physical. You got to do all, you got to do all, all these things. So usually you're not lifting your first week. Um, your second week rolls around, you'll get in the weight room with Q. You'll do, a, you'll do all the stretch and stuff. You'll do everything that we do on a normal basis. Um, you'll get in there, um, you'll go through the plank warm up, you'll do the warm up, you know, some, most of the time you hardly ever make it on the first try, um, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's, there's a possibility you could lift on the first week. There's also a possibility you could not lift the whole summer. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just, you never know. Depends on what kind of group you come in with. Um, but uh, you get in there, you get your lift run or whatever, and then, you know, now that they do it in the afternoon, um, they're able to do all their baseball stuff after that. Um, so, you know, if the hitter's hitting, you got guys playing catch, you know, if they need to play catch or if they played summer ball before they got here, they're like, oh, I want to take a rest or whatever, then they just, you know, get whatever they need to get done. Um, but um, so when the returners are here um, for here in the summer, we usually lift at a different time than they do. Uh, we usually lift before um, so that we're able to still get our work in, but we're able to still be there to help them, um, you know, in anything that they do, help them, you know, push them the right way and everything. Um, but, you know, we usually do our stuff before. Um, so let's say if we lift at 1 and then the new guys lift at 2, we'll get in there around 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and we'll lit, or we'll throw, we'll do all our hitting, fungos, stuff like that. We'll do everything before that. 
go in there and lift and be done. Um, but no, like most of our returners aren't taking classes um, unless you have to. Um, you know, it just depends on what your undergrad is in. You know, maybe if you need to take these classes, you can. But uh, most of our guys are kind of just kicking it in the summer um, unless they're playing summer ball. But if they're here, they're mainly just kicking it, you know, getting a lift in, working with Q and working with the new guys. So they just kind of put it out that if you're in town, you want to lift or you want to hit, we're going to do such and such time. Or is that just a given? Or does it kind of go out the y'all's group text? No, we uh, – you talking about, like, new guys or returners? Returners. Yeah, returners, it's basically – so Q sets up a time for us to lift. Um, usually we'll lift an hour before they do. Um, so say if they lift at two, we'll lift at one. Um, and then we'll go through, you know, mainly our thing is, um, show up and get your, like, we want to get our done. We want to get our work done as fast as possible. Um, we want to be efficient too. Um, so it's mainly just, you know, we'll set up a time like, Hey, infielders, if y'all want to take ground balls, we're going to take them at 12 o'clock. Um, we'll have somebody hitting fungos and stuff like that. But usually, you know, we're most of us this summer. We might, we mainly got there around nine thirty, ten o'clock every day, just because it was like you know we're here. Uh, we might as well go get some work done. So and it's voluntary, but strongly encouraged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not in, if you're not in town, uh, you best believe you better be doing something. Um, if not, whenever you see Q, he'll let you know. So y'all still had to weigh in. Yeah, we still weigh in every uh, the first of the month and then the fifteenth of the month, just like a paycheck. Okay. Yeah, because you had to do it, and then I think Austin did it. You know, we're somewhere, somewhere. He had to get up and he had to lift. I mean, he had to do his way in, and you have to do a video. No, you got to take a picture. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we've hit on this, but it's come up multiple times with you and others tell us who megan is and what megan does and this was not part of my original but throw out some props to megan because she's a huge part yeah so uh, megan is she's our academic advisor um for the baseball team she also does men's basketball um but so everybody comes in they'll get an academic advisor um through the school um but being a student athlete you also get an academic advisor from our student development um, center, which is Thornton, um, which is where we do study hall and everything. So Megan Anderson, who is our um, academic advisor, she sets up all of our, so we'll all have meetings with our academic advisor and he'll give us, you know, a rundown of what classes we need to take and everything like that. And then, We'll take that information and give it to Megan, and then Megan will find the times and everything and make sure everything works around baseball. Um, we usually try to get done with class around 1.30, 2 o'clock every single day. Uh, you know, you got the occasional where you got classes in the afternoon that, you know, that's just how it is with the, the undergrad that you're in. But Megan, she sits down, she figures out the schedule for every single player, um, and she tries to put all the, like, she tries, like, if say, like, if, me and I know I mentioned last time Combs. Me and Combs t- had a few classes, so like if if we both are in the same class, you know, or same course, we try to take the same class at the same time, um, so that we're all in there together. Um, and try it helps us both out in that, and so um, she tries to do that. She does that. She does um, 
she sets up all of our study halls, so based off the time around our classes that we're taking and everything, tries to get us in, try to get us, you know, that opportunity to get our homework done, try to get it all done as fa- like, as quick as possible, you know, not stressing about it or anything and stuff like that. Um, and then she uh, she travels with us a lot, so like when we're on a road trip, she'll we'll we'll do study hall in the morning, uh, usually on a Friday morning. Um, we'll come down for breakfast and we'll do study hall. Um, it's just so that we're able to get our work in and she's always, I mean, she's always on the, on it. Um, like say like, I, I usually don't speak to her much this year, um, because you know, everything is planned out for me and everything. I can see everything or whatever. Um, but, um, she'll send out texts to the guys that, you know, say like if I had homework, say if I had homework due tonight at 11:59, she'd send out a text right now, or she was probably sending it out around seven. She say, uh, "Make sure you do this homework. It's due by eleven fifty nine." And then that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a huge plus because people ask me all the time, you know, so what's it like for registration? And I'm like, I don't know, and I don't know that Kirby does because, best I can tell, he's never had to go through registration. He, she just hands in the schedule, and which is huge. But I think above and beyond that, it's just the work of her and her team to, you know, and I'm sure for some it's harder than others to make sure they're getting the grades done. And because grades aren't eligible, you're not eligible. Yeah, and she does a great job of trying to keep us eligible. Um, she knows what, you know, what everybody can do, how well they can do it and stuff like that. So um, she finds a way for everybody to get their homework done, you know, make sure, you know, if you're not, the main thing that we like to do, we we say is, you know, if you don't treat her right, then you're not going to treat anybody right and you're going to disrespect everybody. Um, so, you know, if you don't treat her right, then there's no point in you being here um, because uh, you just have no respect for anybody because she's the nicest lady. She's never going to yell at you unless you do something wrong um, and she's willing to help you. Um, I couldn't tell you how many guys that, you know, she's helped graduate from the University of Tennessee just because she puts in so much work to, you know, help you get your homework done and get everything you need to do to graduate. So all right. So props out to Megan and her group. So we've made it through summer. Uh so when like at the end of summer guys start coming back, returners start coming back. So freshman year Every freshman stays in the dorms. Correct. They stay in Stokely. And, okay. And then after that, I reckon they could stay in a dorm. Nobody does, but you'd pay a crazy amount, but you could stay in a dorm. But everybody goes into apartments and almost always with baseball players. Yeah. Um, unless you, you know, say like if you're from Knoxville and you got three guys that are in your class that were in a dorm and you're all like, okay, you know, let's get an apartment together. Um, then you could go, you could join in with them. Um, but usually they try to keep all the baseball players together. Um, for the most part, um, you know, you're always going to have some stragglers cause there's always going to be like an odd number or whatever. You might have a random or you could have, you know, you could have three more randoms or you could have two randoms, something like that. But you know, they try to keep all the baseball players together, and we always we're, we always try to be in the same area. Um, so, like where I'm at right now, there are you got my roommates, you got the uh, guys across the street, 
um, we're trying the same like organ, like same company owned by like it's called the Orchard. Um, and then you got Xander um, next to us um, in the Quarry Trail. And then you got two groups of guys in the Woodlands, which is you know not even a mile down the road. And then above us, you have three three apartments full of baseball players in Knox Ridge. Um, and then the other, the other apartments, um, are in the landings on the river. So, I mean, they're not even two miles from us. Um, but no, we're all, we're all pretty much right here in this area. And let's discuss another person that we very rarely discuss that kind of oversees all that. Richard? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, Richard helps out with all that. You know, he calls like, so he calls my landlord, he calls Xander's landlord, he calls the lady that works for Knox Ridge, the people that work for the Woodlands, he calls them and he says, hey, I got a group of four, or for Knox Ridge, I got a group of five baseball players, I can put five baseball players in one house for you, um, and stuff like that, and they get him a room, they get him a house to set up, and, you know, he fills those slots with certain guys, you know, there's a possibility, I, like me, I have a roommate who's a sophomore, um, but... Um, you know, you, you try to get guys that are together, uh, try to get a group of guys, you know, that guys that work well together and then, uh, go from there. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of sad lost the past two years. I've lost all three of my roommates. Um, so I've had to restock every single year. Um, but no, my thing is if you want to get drafted, you live with me. Uh, you are for sure going to get drafted. Um, unless you don't play the sport, then you won't get drafted, but we love you, Adam. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. And I mean, people don't realize this, so you don't have to tell us what you pay, but give us an idea of what y'all end up paying for rent and electricity and that kind of stuff a month. As a person or as a whole? As a person. Okay. As a person... Um, depending on where you're at, um, your rent and your utilities could go together. Um, where we're at, our rent and utilities are not. Um, so we pay, um, you know, most where most of our guys here, they pay around six to eight hundred um, where I'm at, and then you also pay the utilities, which is usually under a hundred dollars every single month. Um, I think our max last year was like seventy two. It was freezing, um, so we had to turn the heat on. Um, but, you know, you, it, I think, and then, okay, I was going to say something, but I'll go into Knox Ridge is a little bit more expensive um, because they're, I don't know, I don't know why it's expensive, but it is. It's gated. Uh, I guess that's why you could say that. Um, so they actually, they're usually around 8 to eight to 1, um, 800 to 1,000, depending um, a little bit, but that also goes into your utilities. So your utilities, you know, it's probably eight to nine and then you pay the utilities, but, um, depending on, you know, if there's five of y'all or if there's four of y'all and stuff like that. Um, but no, I think living in an apartment is definitely, you know, cause like when we lived in Stokely, um, you know, you're still an apartment style. Um, nowadays, they all have their own room. They just have to share a bathroom with one other guy. When I was there, I had to share a room with one guy that was about as big as my room right here. Um, but, 
you know, share a room and a bathroom. Um, but now it's, you know, everything's, you know, you're by yourself. Everything's an apartment style. Um, you know, they, yeah, they have got, they have people that come in and they'll clean the room, you know, not like make up your bed or anything, but they'll vacuum, they'll clean your toilets, they'll restock your toilet paper, clean the showers and stuff like that. Um, but now once you get into like an actual apartment or a house off campus, um, all those responsibilities fall on you. Um, so, you know, like if you're not keeping your room clean, like that's something you got to do. If you're not making your bed or whatever, you got to clean your bathroom, you got to clean the downstairs, stuff like that. That's, that comes down to responsibility between you and your roommates. And then you also got to, you know, you're paying for the utilities. So like, you know, we're not going to try to leave the lights on all the time. We're not going to try to, you know, have running water the whole time. And then, you know, we try not to use the, the, the air conditioner, um, the heat, you know, the, the AC, and we try to keep it on the same temperature the whole time and stuff like that. So you're starting to learn, you know, life skills and stuff like that. So question, and I've never asked you this, if you could go back to Stokely and not have to share a bedroom, but share a, if like you could have a room and Xander had the other room for $500 a month, would you do it? For $500 a month? Yeah. And Xander's, I, I have to share a bathroom with Xander? Well, you'd have two bathrooms, well, right? No. Are you saying like there there's only people? There, you there was, there's, there was four saying, people in two bathrooms. Yeah. So, so if you kick your roommate out, each one of you got a room. And yeah. It, it doesn't have to be Xander. Yeah. Somebody well, else. I'm choosing Xander. Would you do it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because people that, are like, oh, no, nobody would ever go back to it dorms and i'm like then you've not been in a dorm because those dorms are really nice and like stokely sits right there in the middle of everything my you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to move your car i was gonna say my car probably wouldn't move unless i was going somewhere like off the campus i would walk or i'd scooter or i'd find a way to transport there but i mean if you could if you could go back to eating food there yeah, like because that food was incredible. You I've got only that eaten there a couple of times. You got that, and then you also got your. Uh, we have like a gas. We call it the pod. Um, it closes at like ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock at night. So like you got a gas station at the at your lobby. Um, so it's kind of like a hotel, um, but this is actually like a gas station. It's a convenience store, so you can literally go down there. They got anything from like I don't even know, like. Bacon, like when? Well, why would you ever need bacon? But you know, why would you not need bacon? I'm saying, like, you're living in a dorm. Like, why would you need bacon? But you got people that you know, they're living there because they have to yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, if they make breakfast in the morning, so yeah, I would for sure. I know at one point y'all could go eat Smokies. We can still eat. Wait, are you talking about at night? Uh, whenever now, yeah, yeah, we get we get Smokies for breakfast and lunch, um, and then you're also at you for lunch you can get a to go box. You can get two to go boxes. So a lot of our guys like to use. Uh, well, a lot of our guys like you're not going to go eat, sit down, and get two to go boxes. Like you either you get two to go boxes and you go eat at the field, and then you got your other one for dinner. Uh, that's what a lot of our guys do. You put it in the fridge. We got fridges at the field. Put them in there. Take them home, put them in the microwave, eat it. That's terrible. Smokies is good. I went today, but 
Not a big fan. I'd just rather not eat. Yeah, the food the food's good. But it's just the fact that I don't want to go over there. So let's make the transition from summer to fall. Talk to us. What does fall look like as a team? What can you do? What can you not do? Talk through that part. So in our fall, we're limited to eight hours. Um, so it's basically our off season. Um, even though we're still practicing, we're still playing. You know, we're I wouldn't say we're playing games. We're scrimmaging each other. Um, but we're limited to eight hours a week. Um, so, you know, we always have to have two off days um, per week. Um, so it's usually, you know, in the fall, it's usually our weekends unless, you know, we have something going on. Um, but we, for the first part of the fall, um, before we start team practice, um, we do uh, positional work. Um, so the pitchers will work together, you know, we'll play catch, we'll run, we'll do everything, PFPs. Um, and then you got the infielders, outfielders, position players and stuff like that. You know, they'll do their positional work and then we'll, um, we'll lift and then we'll do whatever we need to do. If we need to have team meetings, we'll have team meetings, stuff like that. Um, and then once team practice starts, um, usually we're, once, once we start team practice, it turns into team scrimmaging. Um, so we'll do inner squads um, on our first day of team practice, um, and then we'll scrimmage, you know, almost every single day. Uh, maybe take a day on and off, um, but we'll also have those off days. So whenever we, you know, we'll try to schedule our throwing around those off days and stuff like that. So uh, you know, we'll inner squad. Be able to just make up two lineups with ten players each, uh, position players, and then. We'll have uh, Coach A and Richard will make up the, you know, the rotation for that day is, you know, say if we're throwing 30 pitches, 40 pitches that day, he'll have three guys, four guys on each team. They'll have that number beside it and they'll throw. All the other pitchers will have duties to do throughout the game. You know, if that's charting, if that's umpiring the bases, if it's foul balls, if it's getting bats, if it's on, uh, you know, just making sure the umpire has balls in his a uh, little basket thingy, um, stuff like that, uh, you know, just, or maybe you don't have a role at all and you're just kicking it, you know, watching the scrimmage and stuff like that, so um, that's usually what we do all the way to November, uh, maybe the first week of November, um, and then we got Thanksgiving, we usually, I think it's the Tuesday of Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, uh, Tuesday is when we are able to go home, um, so that's usually when, you know, if you got guys that need to fly out, they'll set those flights for that Tuesday. Um, we'll lift in the morning, we'll go home, uh, come back that Sunday or Monday, um, depending. Um, and then we'll have like two or three weeks, um, in December where we will, you know, we'll be done with the, we'll be done with our fall session right there. So I call it fall session because, you know, we're, we're not. We're just doing positional work again. Um, so whatever you need to work on, if that's taking a break from throwing, if that's, you know, say I need to work on this and more bullpens and stuff like that, you have the ability to do that um, and stuff like that in the month of December. Um, and then we'll go home for Christmas break. Um, a lot of guys um, will stay. Um, they won't really stay. They'll go home for you know Christmas and come back in early January um, and get ready to go back to work. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, a lot of guys could stay. A lot of guys will go home, you know, rest. But um, our main thing is we don't like to rest over the winter. 
um, because that's that's where we're going to make our money. Um, you know, that's where we're going to beat teams is when they go home and, you know, they rest over the winter and stuff like that. And, you know, we're still working. We're still getting our work done in the weight room and the, on the field, stuff like that. Um, but, no, I think that's – I think that concludes our fall. Yeah, I hit it pretty much. Oh, after a while, we got, we, got, we got two fall scrimmages. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Um, we usually play we usually play two um, different schools. Um, this year we're playing Virginia Tech uh, October 22nd in Greenville, Tennessee. And then we'll turn around November 5th and play um, Sanford um, at the Nashville Sound Stadium. Um, so usually that consists of, you know, we like to play as many innings as possible. Um, however many that is, we'll play, um, and it'll just be played straight up like a game. Um, you know, nothing, nothing spectacular. No, we won't, we won't roll over innings. Um, we usually do that in the fall, you know, say if we have to roll over an inning, we will. Um, but we won't do that when we play somebody, we'll play it straight up. We'll probably be in uniforms, um, playing and, but it's, but it's still hard to know who wins, who loses because, oh yeah, like it may, it may be, the score could be corner. Yeah, like, like half the gut. Most you know, your, your ace may not throw at all. Yeah, I mean, or you, you know, you send the guy out there and he's going to throw twenty pitches, and he could be in the middle of a batter, and they pull it because he's thrown his twenty pitches or whatever that is. So it's it's hard to tell, and then you get to a point where they're running new guys in and subs in, and you know, so. It's hard to tell. So let's go back to your scrimmages. Are you divided for the whole fall, or are you divided each week or each whatever, and then all of a sudden at some point you divide up for the big weekend? Yeah, I totally forgot to mention the fall World Series. Um, but we uh, – no, the lineup is it's usually split up every single day. Um, it's It'll be different every day. Um and it'll split it between orange um, and then gray slash black, um, depending. And you know, it's usually orange and then a darker color. Um, so, uh, like, if, like if you come to a scrimmage and you see guys wearing orange, and then you look out in the field and there's guys wearing gray and black, um, it's usually just you know a different color than orange. Um, so, um, now we split up every single day. Um, the lineup can be different unless V. You know, sometimes we like to throw, uh, I wouldn't really call it a wager, um, but it's like, say, like if we tie on Monday, um, we turn around and throw it, we're playing again on Tuesday, he'll be like, all right, same teams, but, you know, the loser of this one has to do two triangles from um, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that's the only case where it could be all in the same, uh, the same teams. Um, but, you know, you hardly ever get that. And then we... We do a we do our fall world series usually right before we go home for Thanksgiving. Um, it's usually that the week before, or the week prior, or week prior to that. Um, and we'll sit in. We'll do it like a normal draft. Uh, you know, we'll go in. We'll say, all right, these are your these are your pitchers for the first game. Which so we usually do, we used to do five game series. Um, that's when we were all throwing a lot. Um, now we're doing, that's when we also had more time. Uh, now we only have three days. So we do usually do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and we'll do, 
you come in, everybody will be sitting in the team meeting room. Well, the coaches, you know, whoever's the coaches for that year, they'll split up. They'll have their own draft. Like, hey, I want Kirby. Um, and then say to the other guys, okay, I want Xander. You'll go like that. But you got to – they usually do them in pairs. So, like, say, like, if you will do Chuck and Cal. So, say, like, if I get Chuck, he gets Cal. Um, or, like, you do it by, by positional. So, it's like you're not getting – you're not getting, like, say, like, if I go, okay, I want – I want Burke, Simo. But that has happened. Yeah. Somebody took all catchers. Was that last year? Year four last? No, the somebody year before. Took, like all the catchers? The year before. So in 20, in 20, well, I guess not last year, but the year before that. Um, 2022. Yeah, they took all the out. They took all the fielders and we had all the pitchers um, on one team. But we won, you know, typical us. Um, so... No, it's usually you sit down and say, okay, um, let's go outfielders. Um, I get Inslee, you get Dryling. I get KT, you get Reese. Stuff like that. Okay. So you get it. So you're evened up. So it's like you're not getting. So I'm not getting like I don't. I don't get Inslee. I don't get Dryling. I don't get KT. That le or and Reese. So now it leaves you with three random four guys out there in the outfield. Maybe you don't even have enough to play, have three outfielders or something like that, and you have to bring somebody else out there. So it's everybody, you're, you know, you're getting a position player by that, what position they play, and you're splitting it up. Um, but when it comes to pitchers, pitchers, I, I don't really, under, I don't know, because sometimes it could be, you know, I could get this guy, but you get this guy. Um, it's usually, you know, you take guys. So, like, if somebody gets, I don't know, it could be, like, say if somebody gets Xander, they get, the other guy gets me. Or... Um, something like that. I don't know, but sometimes they do it, you know, hey, I want I want Beam, I want AJ, I want um, Xander for my three starters. You choose the rest. Stuff like that. So I don't know. It, it just depends on the, on the coaches that year. Real quickly, give us a day in the life of a player in the fall. Start with freshmen. So new guy. Mm -hmm. What does a day in the life of a freshman baseball player at UT look like? What time is he getting up, school, lunch, whatever? Uh, usually it depends on what time he has class. That depends on what time he wakes up. Um, but usually they have study hall around 9.30 or 10, 10.30, um, depending on what time they have class. So say if they have an 8, 8 o'clock class, they'll come in at 9.30 for study hall or 10, um, depending on if they have a class after that. Um, so they'll go class, study hall, or study hall class, um, and then they'll go to lunch around 11.45, 12 o'clock, get to the field. Um, depending if they take it to go, they'll go to 12.30. If not, they'll get there around 1, you know, or 12.30, 12.45. Go in, you know, we'll get dressed in the locker room. You'll go do your mobility in the weight room, stuff like that. You know, get make sure you're stretched, ready to go. And then usually, um, so in, when we get into like, our, I like to call it our our in season fall um where we're scrimmaging they'll have early hitting um so they'll go do their hitting um so they're ready for the scrimmage and then we'll stretch as a team they'll do something um as a team um for position players pitchers um and if you're throwing that day um, depending on what time what day what time you're throwing um will depend if you're playing catch or not um so you'll stretch do that do what you got to do positional work wise um, and then once it comes to scrimmage, um, if you're throwing, uh, you'll get warmed up in the bullpen, come down to the dugout, then go out on the field. Um, 
And then, you know, position player, you'll see if you're in the lineup or not. If not, you're chilling and waiting for your name to get called to get an AB. Uh, you'll go out there, hit, do whatever you need to do, play the field. Um, and then once you're done with that, um, some days we might have dinner. Most days we, you know, most time we don't. We try to say those for the season. Um, so um, most time you'll get done around, you know, short day, probably around 5.30, long day, 6.30, 7, depending. Um, you know, there are some days where we like to go late. We like to play underneath the lights. If it's going to be a nice day or nice afternoon, we'll play underneath the lights. Um, but, you know, most of the time you're done around 6.30, um, 7 o'clock, so you're able to come home, get some dinner, go home. Um, and then you're able to, you know, maybe if you didn't get your work done, you're able to do your work then. If not, then, you know, you hit the hay, wake up, do it again the next day. Any big difference as they get old, as you guys get older other than you just have to drive to campus and bike for a parking spot? And all of that? Uh, nothing really. Um, you know, as the years progress, um, depending on how much homework you have is depending on how much you got to go to study hall. Um, or maybe if you have it in class, pers- in-person class, then, you you know, you're there already, so you might as well go to study hall. Um, but for, like, me and um, Stamos, Christopher Stamos from California, he's in the same grad program. Um, we don't have to go to the field until we have to, um, which would be for practice. Um, so, you know, we wake up in the morning, um, you know, we'll try to get our work done in the morning. If not, then we'll go to the field, come back, you know, that night we'll practice, come back that night and, um, we'll work on our homework, stuff like that. So nothing really changes, uh, just depending on, you know, how much work you have, how much, you know, you got to put into the work and stuff like that. So how often do you you throw every day? How often do you actually pitch in the fall? Um, we pitch every five days. Um, so we're split up into three groups right now. Um, group one is that has our most people. Uh, it's usually based off of, you know, if you did anything over the summer or if you're hurt. Um, so for, like, me, I didn't, I didn't throw over the summer. Uh, I didn't play summer ball, so I'm in group one. Um, I'm in there with a bunch of freshmen and A.J. Russell. Um, and then group two are guys who played summer ball, may have not thrown a lot. Um, and then group three are guys who threw the whole summer. Um, so they were there the whole summer, and they throw they threw. Usually that's – so that's a, that's like Z, Xander and Beam. Um, so they played in the spring, they threw then, and then they also threw in the summer. Um, so they, are, they get a little rest on their arms. Um, and then you got the guys that are on the D.L., um, who are just getting back to throwing and stuff like that. So it's usually, I think we, we set splits up. We're into three groups, um, but once we start, start scrimmaging, it'll only be, we try not to throw like 14 pitchers in one day. Um, we try to have four on each team, and that's max. Okay. So let's make the jump to January 10th. So coming back, getting ready for um, first weekend. What does it look like? Uh, does it look like fall, or does it a little different? Um, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, everybody is, you know, waiting for that day, um, you know, waiting to go wherever we got to go, because usually we start the season off on the road. Um, so, um, you know, you're waiting for that day, waiting for that travel day. But usually when we get back, you know, where everybody's still playing catch, everybody's you know, we got we we have bullpens. We get a we get a calendar over the Christmas break that'll give us days 
um, that we need to throw um, so that we're able to throw on the mound whenever we get back against live at-bats um, and stuff like that. So usually when we get back, we got like two, three to four weeks where we scrimmage um, again. And then, you know, then we get into the weekend prior to the first weekend. We call it the pizza series. Um, it'll split us up into uh, the starting nine um, and then some reserves against the starting rotation. Um, so it's the starting nine versus the starting rotation um, and then the guys out of the bullpen. Um, so that you're able, you know, we're in uniform, we're ready. Um, you know, we're just going to play it like an, a normal series, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the winner gets pizza um, that week, that Monday or Tuesday, so. So really best against best. It's very strange. Try to be. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, the time in between whenever you get back from winter break to whenever you start uh, the season is very, very stressful. A lot of things go on, uh, you know, you got guys that are fighting for right, fighting for their right to, you know, get on that bus or, or get on that plane or, you know, just to be able to be a part of the team. Um, and then you got guys that, you know, want to earn that spot, uh, want to be the first guy out of the pen, want to earn the Friday, Saturday, Sunday spot. Then you got guys that, you know, I want to be the starting shortstop and stuff like that. So, um, you know, maybe if you had a, if you had a good fall and then you come back in the spring and you're sucking it up, uh, you're usually not going to be the guy that's going to be out there. So, But that is reality every year because every year you have told me there's been, we're not going to call names, but there's been somebody in the fall that has just lit it up. Like, as a hitter, like, you can't get them out. Like, nobody on our staff can get them out, da 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 da, da. Like, they just, they're mashing. But every year. They come back in the spring and they suck. And they can't, they can't hit the broad side of a barn. So, no. like, I have jokingly said, you don't want to be the guy that's just completely mashing in the fall. Because every year that guy blows up in the spring. I mean, like all four years you've been there, it's happened. Yeah. And we're not going to name who those were. But you've named one every year. And it's interesting as I've watched it because when we come around the spring, they never had success. And I don't know what happens in that time, but it happens. Uh, I can remember back to your stress as a freshman, I don't know that you've had that much stress since then, but as a freshman, am I going to get to dress was number one. Am I going to get to travel number two? And then your first SEC was supposed to have been South Carolina. And I was on the bus. But like you were going up to that Monday or Tuesday of that week, not knowing whether you were going to be on that SEC travel roster or not. You know, because like you were supposed to come here and everybody was wanting to see and da, 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 da. we had all these tickets and then like, but I think it was Monday or Tuesday, you were still saying, dad, don't let everybody get over yet because I'm not positive. I'm not yeah. sure I'm going to be there. Yeah, there's, there's always that chance. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's something <laughs> There is that thought in my mind where it's like I could still not go to Dallas um, when we play in Dallas, but um, 
I don't know. It just depends. Um, but no, there's there's definitely a lot of guys that you know their feelings get hurt um, when they sh- when they show up that Wednesday and we're leaving on Thursday. They show up that Wednesday and they don't see their name on that list, or whenever they go home on Wednesday, that their name ain't on that list, and it's like it's kind of it's kind of sad just you know seeing that, but you know it's it's the way of life and stuff like that. We've all been through it, so because everybody walked into UT baseball as a somebody, like there are no what ifs, like the what ifs, especially now, the what ifs don't have a snowball's chance. Everybody walked in there as probably the best kid at their high school or at least the top two, you know, maybe the best in their state, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And then all of a sudden you get this rude awakening because you look around, as you said, there are possibly guys five, six years older than you. And I know there's a football player that, like, there's some football players 31 years old went and served X number of years in the military. He's a kicker, but, you know, he's 31 years old, and he was actually a um, Navy SEAL, if I remember right. Now he's back. Can you imagine walking in in a fall camp with a guy who used to be a Navy SEAL? Yeah. And so, I mean, it is a rude awakening, and everybody, nobody goes into it they may be thinking it, but they're not saying it. Oh, I'm not sure I got a chance. Because if you walk in with that mentality, you won't you won't compete. No. So no, not at all. So every spring there is that rude awakening, and I've nicely said that on the parents Facebook page that be careful before you make non-refundable reservations early on, because not everybody's going. I mean, we we have more in the fall than we can actually dress out in the spring and so does every top 15 20 team in the nation so somebody's not going to be there so let's go to well you open the door let's go to that first weekend in dallas why and what does it look like um so dallas um consists of six teams five teams something like that um It's just, it'll be five power five schools. Um, we'll go play. Um, we're playing at the Texas Rangers Stadium. Um, and it's just a, you know, a way to help guys get, you know, put into their, you know, help them with their draft stock, stuff like that. And it also helps with competition, uh, mainly more competition than it helps with the guys in the draft. But um, helps a lot of guys, you know, being able to compete, you know, show that, you know, we compete at this level for a reason and that there are, you know, other schools that are, you know, we're all, we all have the same goal um, once the season roll around. And even before the season, it's, we all want to get to Omaha and we all want to win. Um, everybody has that mindset. And when you go into, you know, when we go into Dallas, it's going to be, it's going to be something. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a sight to see, you know, who really wants to, who really has that goal in life and who kind of just says it instead of, you know, actually showing it stuff like that. But we use it, I think we use it for a lot of competition-wise. Um, and then it also gets you in those scenarios and those situations. You know, like, I know one for us last year was when we played at Grand Canyon um, on Saturday night. Grand Canyon, that's the only game they sold out their stadium the whole year. It was the second game of the year. Um, so, 
um, it kind of just helped us get in that situation. You know, we were the basically, you know, we were the better ranking school. Uh, we probably had more talent than they did, um, but they definitely played with more heart and um, they used their uh, their home field advantage to the be- to beat us. Um, I will say that you know they they used all the efforts they had. You know they, I mean I don't even know. I think they put out something at their school is like, hey, we're playing Tennessee Saturday night. Everybody gets in for free. Um, so place was packed. Um, it was crazy. Um, and then you know this, you know they had they had a whole lot. They had they had a lot of talent. I'll give them that. They they were a very well coached team. They were very well. Y'all have y'all have said, and I think it's on the podcast that. Ultimately, it prepared you for Southern Miss. That oh, it was it was more like Southern Miss than any other the SEC weekends that you played, because it was a smaller school that was packed out, and just they hated the big school, they hated UT, they hated everything. Yeah, it was it was packed. It was it was crazy. It, I'll tell you this: it was it was so crazy that. So we played on Friday night against Arizona. Well, we practiced twice on Thursday. Uh, Thursday morning we went and practiced, or no, Thursday morning we went and practiced at Grand Canyon. And, it, you know, it was just kind of a light practice, you know, just like a normal practice we would do at home. Uh, you know, just make sure everybody's getting their work in, take a little BP here and there, um, 27 outs. Um, and so when we did pfps we did pfps we did got in we did in and out we did you know then we started doing 27 outs for the infielders and outfielders to get work on the on the natural grass um and the pitchers are hitting well i don't know what what time of the day it was um out there but there's like a hundred people sitting in the stands and we are getting chirped at from normal students and we're hitting we're hitting BP as pitchers. So it's like, you're chirping the complete wrong people. Like, oh, you didn't hit it out. You suck. Like, we're not supposed to. We're, we're supposed to. We, all, our job was just hit the ball in, in play. Hit it out of the turtle. Um, and stuff like that. So I knew it was going to be weird when we're getting chirped by normal students on a Thursday morning in Arizona. Um, so, no, it was, it was definitely weird. And stuff like that, but no, I think it. I think Dallas will be fun. Um, I know we play Baylor. Um, I don't know who else we play, um, but no, it'll be fun just to be able to play in in the Texas Rangers Stadium and then uh, be able to play against a competition like that. So there are six teams. It is Texas Tech, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oregon, us, Nebraska, and I don't remember the schedule. I couldn't find that real fast. I don't think it's really out out. I know, I know we played Baylor. So. I think we played Nebraska, and I don't remember who the third one was. Um, and again, this year will be a little different because you're in the Ranger Stadium the whole time, which I've been blessed to be at, and it's a pretty neat stadium to be a part of. I think that's just a different atmosphere. Let's go to home game in the spring. What does a day look like for you guys? You do school. Let's say it's on a Friday. Um, so yeah, you go to school in the morning. Well, you're going to go to school, um, in the morning. Um, if you have study hall, you're still going to do study hall. You're still going to do the same stuff you do Monday through Friday. Um, and then, you know, depending on the game, um, if we have a game at 6.30, we'll eat at 2.30. Um, so you'll come, usually you'll come straight down to the field after school and stuff like that. Um, and then we'll, we'll stretch, 
uh, like I don't know the time. There, we have this whole set out time schedule of time. Um, we'll stretch. Uh, pitchers will run. Um, in, infielders, outfielders will do their positional work. So they'll take ground balls, fly balls, um, while the pitchers are running. Then we'll do BP. Um, we have usually five groups. Um, usually takes about an hour. Um, and then we'll come in, we'll sit in the locker room, sit in the weight room, sit in the tame room, do whatever we need to do. So say if a guy needs to go get stretched out or whatever, say if we need to eat or whatever, um, you'll do that in that time period while they're taking BP. Um, and then we'll go out and we'll do in and out. We'll do in and out 40 minutes before, um, 40 minutes before the first pitch. Um, so, um, we'll do in and out pitchers will throw. We will do um, position players will run, do everything they do. We'll meet 15 minutes before our first pitch um, as, a, as a team um, with Coach V. He'll give us some pet talk or whatever we need to work on. If it's raining, we'll tell us slot early. You know, if it's dark, he'll tell us, point out the ball, stuff like that. Give us whatever, like talk to us a little bit. Um, and then we'll, we'll pray. Um, and then we'll, let's see, a home game, we'll watch the – Hype video, and then we'll line up to do the national anthem, and then it's game time. So days off. So like Saturday, Sunday is just without the school part. According to game time, bumps you up or later in the day. So obviously, if it's a one o'clock start, you're going to be there early that morning. So yeah, we'll have we'll have we'll we'll have food at one o'clock. We'll have we usually have food four hours before the first pitch. So. Okay. Whenever that is, and then away games, away games don't really change, um, except we're on the you know just depending. We always have breakfast in the morning, um, so say if we have a seven thirty game on Friday night, we'll have breakfast. Or we'll get there on Thursday. We'll practice whenever we get there. We'll practice for an hour, hour and a half. Then we'll go back to the hotel, do whatever we need to do. Wake up that next morning. We'll have breakfast from a certain time. Um, it's usually like you you know get to breakfast before nine thirty. Um, so that we're up and at it. Um, we'll go to breakfast. Position players after breakfast, they will go hit wherever we're playing at or, you know, a local high school or a local college or whatever. Um, they'll go hit. Um, while the position, while the pitchers stay at the hotel, you know, usually we're doing study hall or, um, you know, doing whatever we need to do. Some of us like to go back to sleep. Some of us like to play video games, play on our computers, stuff like that. Um, and then we will... Usually have lunch. Uh, we won't have lunch as a team. It's, everything's on your own um, until we leave for whenever we go to the game, um, which I could not tell you what time that is, how many hours or whatever. Get to the field. We'll stretch. We'll do everything that we do after stretch. We'll stretch, run, BP, in and out, throw, game time. Off days during the spring? You just practice? So our off days um, are, are always Mondays. Um, depending if we have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then it's Sunday and Monday, depending. Um, but Mondays, we're all, our lift days are, we, so since we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, um, our lift days are Monday and Wednesday or Monday and Thursday, depending if we're at home or away. So NCAA mandates off days, but you can still lift on off days, correct? We're not, so... With that, you're not allowed to um, like. There's no there's no baseball involved in the on the Mondays unless you unless you have to throw. Um, there's nothing mandated as a team like you have to be here for. You know we're going to do team practice. We we we'll, we never do that because you always have that day off. 
Um, so, uh, you know, you're usually, because you, you got that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, day off, Tuesday, game, Wednesday, Thursday, practice. So we've talked about the away. Real quickly, give us Hoover and then Omaha. So what does it look like at Hoover? And then I'll ask a few questions. Um, so at Hoover, um, I've been privileged to stay at the big hotel um, for the past three years. Um, so the big hotel is connected to – the big hotel holds eight, eight teams – um, that's everybody on the team. Um, so from managers to coaches to trainers to academic people, um, and then also the players, it holds everybody. Uh, but plus it also holds regular people. Uh, you know, you'll have the, you know, the hotel residents that go in and out. Um, but now it's connected to a mall. Um, so, you know, some days, you know, if we don't have anything, we'll go down, we'll walk around the mall, do whatever, you know, just kill some time. Um, but so say if you are the top four teams in the SC tournament, then you don't play on Tuesday. Um, so you get the Tuesday bye. Um, and it usually, you'll get there Monday or Tuesday, depending, and you'll practice both days. Um, if you play on Tuesday, you'll practice on Monday. Um, they set aside two, like, they set aside practice uh, places so usually it's at Sanford um, or uh, Hoover High um, so you practice there uh, you get whatever you need to get done and then you just basically go back to the hotel kick it do whatever you need to do to get ready depending on what time you play um, everybody every team that's in the hotel has their own um, not auditorium but like conference room everybody has their own conference room so like when you walk in you know and it, when you walk into the hotel you don't see this because it's on the second like first middle floor. Um, it's just like, uh, you go up the escalator or whatever, you can see all the conference rooms and everybody will be split off, you know, Florida, Florida's always downstairs in the lobby. Um, but then you got like for the past, over the past few years, it's always been like us, Vandy, Ole Miss, um, you know, LSU, all these, you know, we're all upstairs in the, our own conference room. And then they also have downstairs in the lobby, they have this, like they call it the team room or player room or player lounge. Um, they got like ping pong tables, pool table, uh, cornhole, arcade games, stuff like that, video games and stuff like that down there. And it's just like, at that point, you're not trying to fight anybody. Um, so you know, everybody's so was, pretty much that cool. That's what I was going to ask you. How does it work when you, these are the teams you hate, or at least you're yeah. told to hate, or you're supposed to hate. Like, if you go on, like, there's going to be some Ball Nation people that are going to get frustrated with what. I know you probably are fist to answer. So does UT, Florida, LSU, Vandy, the like all those players players just avoid each other or you guys actually just go, Hey, we're all here for one week. Let's enjoy it. Let's build a few relationships, get to know some people other than just they're on the other team. Um, so it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, you got the guys from teams that, you know, sometimes little coaches will say, hey, stay far away from people and stuff like that. You know, exclude yourself from people. Then you'll get the guys that, you know, just them personally, they'll exclude themselves from every, any situation they have to get into. Um, but then you get the guys where it's like, you know, you're down there, everybody's there for a week or whatever. Um, so, I mean, it's not like you're over there, like best friends, like, yo, what's up, dog? Let's go do this or whatever. It's just like, hey, like you you notice them and it's like, Hey, okay. Yeah. We're, we're here in this room. We're not, you know, 
we're you know we're supposed to hate each other on the field, but um, when we when we get out in public, you know we're normal people. Like we're not going to try to fight right here. Um, and then if you are one of those guys that you want to fight everybody you see, then you know that's where you exclude yourself. And it's like, hey, don't get in this situation. Um, but no, it's not like we're you know becoming best friends with them. But it's like you, it's really really hard to ignore people there. It's kind of a respect thing because you don't play in the SEC if you're not a good player. Now, you know, if somebody threw at your head, I could see that. But so interestingly, like you built some relationships with some LSU players I know, you know, and it just kind of naturally came about. It wasn't like they went out of their way or you went out of your way. And I've heard those stories from a lot of different players that go, you know, the guy really wasn't as much of a jerk as I thought he was when I actually sat down and had a human conversation with him. Yeah, I mean, so, like, what they do at the Players' Lounge is, like, it's it's mainly to get everybody together. Um, I mean, granted, you don't have to go in there if you don't want to. You don't have to, you know, partake in anything that they do. But um, I can remember, um, so when we first got there that night, um, it was only, like, a few, a few teams that were there. Um, we got there Sunday night. And we're sitting there. We're like, hey, we're hungry because we didn't have a room at the time. Um, this was at the time that, you know, the hotel hadn't set out rooms yet or haven't, like, you know, went and cleaned them or whatever. So we're sitting there. A few of us were like, hey, we don't have a room, so we got to go get something to eat. Um, so, you know, we go to Olive Garden, which is, you know, right outside the hotel. And that's the thing, though, is you're not going to, you're, you're going to see people everywhere. Like, you're going to see other guys from other teams. And what we like to do, um, I know this is just probably what we like to do, but um, we don't like to wear anything Tennessee outside of like the hotel or anything like that because everybody knows who you are. Uh, you go to Hoover, you go to Omaha, everybody knows who you are. You're. It doesn't matter. You know, I could walk out in the the shirt that I'm wearing and the hat I'm wearing right now, and people would know, hey, that's Kirby. You know, it has nothing Tennessee on, um, but you know, everybody knows who you are. So when you go, when we go outside or outside of public. We try not to wear anything Tennessee, um, and it's just, you know, it's kind of like, hey, try to be incognito a little bit, um, but so we, we go out to eat at Olive Garden, and we're sitting there, and, you know, we call ahead, we get a reservation, and we walk up, and Paul Skeens is sitting right there, and, you know, we we played him earlier in the year, you know, we're yelling at him from the dugout or whatever. And then the next day, we, you know, he comes over and talks to us when we're getting ready for stretch or whatever, and then he walks away. Well, now he's sitting there at Olive Garden, you know, waiting to get his table or whatever. And it was kind of not like a, it wasn't like a hey, it was more of like a, like a head nod. Like he, like, like I recognized him, he recognized me, you know, he knew who we were, we knew who he was. So it was like a, like a head nod and stuff like that. But it wasn't like, you know, like I hated the guy at that moment, but it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to try to fight him. And stuff like that. Like, it wasn't like... It's kind of like... It's it's a more of a respect thing. It's like, hey... Like, you're going to do what you're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But when we're playing each other. We're going to try to... We're going to try to beat each other. Stuff like that. Now, the one time it does get awkward... Is... I can remember this in 21. We beat... We beat Ellis... Or we beat Florida. And... So, usually... You know, the losing team... They get there before the winning team, you know, because the winning team, you know, it takes a little bit more time on the field to get on the bus and get there. And every everywhere you go, you get a police escort. Um, so you get motorcycles, you get a car in front of you, so they clear the road so you're able to get to the where you're going. Um, so 
I don't know how it happened, but we get back to the hotel and Florida's in the lobby. Well, we just beat them to go to the championship. And it's like, all right, this is about to get weird. And I was like one of the first few off the bus and the elevator opens up and four or five Florida players get on and like two of us get on. And it's like, we're about to get jumped. Like, <laughs> we will not be able to handle ourselves. Did your daddy not raise you better than that, smarter than that? It was, I wasn't going to sit there and wait. But, uh, so granted, there were coaches on there with us. So I knew it wasn't going to get bad. Um, but no, it's just like, nobody said anything. Um, you know, you hit them with a, hey, like, see y'all later or whatever, when they get off or whatever, something like that. You know, if they say something, then you say something back. But usually you don't say anything. Um, but no, it's usually more of a respect thing when you're at Hoover. Um, and then Omaha is a little bit different. Um, everybody has their own hotel unless you get the big hotel where you have to share with somebody else. Like LSU and Lake Forest had to share. Um, that's a funny story. If you haven't heard where um, Thatcher Heard took Rhett Louder's food uh, before he threw against him that night um, because of a DoorDash mix communication. Um, so... That happens. Um, but no, everybody has their own hotel. Everybody's decked out. You know, like when you show up to our hotel, it's going to have power tees and Tennessee stuff all over the place. They, they do a um, really good job of that. And like they pretty much, I feel bad every now and then for somebody who's not UT that's staying there because that lobby becomes a UT fan club. So, but I, I will also say. No, no, everything is... The police at both places, Hoover and Omaha, do an incredible job. The fact that... Oh, and no, they don't mess around. They don't play. They... No, you better you better get out of the way or you're getting ran over. Because we're rolling. Because I know, like, when we hit the interstate, we do not stop once we hit the interstate. We get off the interstate, we're, we're turning left get up to the red light, we're turning right, no matter if it's red or not, they're stopping it. And we're rolling. Rolling right in, drive right by the stadium, it's right there, people are going crazy. So they do they do a great job both places. So Omaha's not, Omaha's not different. You show up, practice, do whatever. Um, they have practice places set out for you. Um, and then, you know, everything's the same, basically like an away game for us with the hotel, eating, everything like that. When we go out, we try to stay incognito a little bit, but Omaha has this setup where they have it. It's called, like, The Village. You're able to go down there, get shirts, get hats, get stuff like that from, like, different companies, different organizations, stuff like that. And uh, That's really hard for us to go incognito at uh, because, you know, you got the occasional, you know, fans that are down there that know who you are, and it's like, hey, you're not getting by. Yeah. Like, I can walk in there with a hoodie on. I, I can walk in there with a hoodie on, and it's like, hey, you're not getting by. Because I remember we were walking out, uh, it was me, Mom, Dad, and Caden, we were sitting there, and me and Caden were going to get the car or whatever, and we're walking out, and this dude had a hoodie on, and I was like, that dude looks really familiar, like, I know who that is, and like, I guess it was just me, like, knowing other guys, and I asked Dad, I said, do you know who that was, and he was like, no, and I was like, well, it was Dylan Cruz, and it's like, nobody else would have known that. Unless you're an LSU fan or a guy that, you know, just, like, have played him before and knew what he looked like in person. So, 
Um, but no, he had it. He was really trying to talk about incognito. He was trying to go really incognito. But even like the ice cream place that we go to in Omaha, like there was probably players from five or six different teams walked in each night that we've been down there to the ice cream place. And I know it's a somewhat oh, yeah. famous mm-hmm. ice cream place, but it's interesting because unlike y'all just, you know, kind of fist bumped each other or nodded your heads or said hey to each other, uh, I don't remember who it was. You even hugged somebody's neck and, you know, but I mean, there, there is that respect, I call it, thing that comes with it. And then you also get like, you're also going to get the guys that you played travel ball with. Um, Cause I think I remember who you're talking about. Um, it was probably Kendall Diggs or Heston Toll from Arkansas. It's like, we hate him at the moment, but you know, he's not like play travel ball with him. You know, I'd do anything for that guy. And so, um, you know, we just built those relationships and travel ball and everything. And, you know, if I see him right now, I would I'd go up to him and you know dap him up or whatever. But you know it's still not going to change what people think about me because you know that's I say that guy would be my brother. I'd do anything for him. So um, it's the same thing as you know I got guys on Tennessee that I'd do anything for. So um, they're my brothers. So it's the same thing. So okay, this has been really long. So let's finish with this is two last questions. <laughs> you do not know these are coming. So I'm gonna do to you. Okay. We do the guys every week. Favorite. Follow me. Favorite team to play. Oh, in general. In general. SEC or anybody. anybody. I love playing. Mm, I don't know. It's a toss up. Go ahead. Uh, I like I like playing Florida and I like playing Vandy. Okay. Okay. Now, your least favorite place to play. See, that's that's. I don't really have a problem with that, because I always make friends wherever I go. Um, so, uh, you know, I get to visit the one school that I haven't been to yet, which is Auburn. Um, but I would say the least place I hate to play is Georgia. We suck when we play there. <laughs> so it really doesn't have anything to do with them. <laughs> it's just you don't play good. No, we don't play good. I don't. Okay, atmosphere wise, um, South Carolina. I don't know why it is, but I've never played there, but I've been there. <laughs> so I said, their fan, their fans suck. So, <laughs> so I say it. I don't care. So you will pick up after this year, as long as you get to go to Auburn. You will have played it. As long as I make the road trip to you Auburn. Are, you will have been I played at every at, single stadium. On the roster at every SEC school. Yeah. The one school, I, if I don't play at Auburn, or if I do play at Auburn, the one school I will have not played at is Florida and South Carolina. Okay. But you've been on... But you've yeah, been I didn't at play at Florida. Auburn. You just... But I've, I've been to both of them. You actually haven't yeah. stepped on the field as a player. Correct. You've not been on the mound. Correct. Okay. Correct. No, I've I've been on the mound. Just may have may not have been in the game. Okay. I've stood on the mound though. You've been a bad boy at one of those. I like to visualize days. myself. I like to visualize on Thursday on Thursday nights. I like to visualize myself, and I guess I didn't visualize myself throwing both those weekends. Okay. Well, and and you so, were a bad boy at South Carolina at one point. Yep. Same dugout. Yeah. So. I think we have somewhat given everybody a great, long, 
behind the scenes look. This is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but it's okay. It happens. Yep. I got to write a six-page paper now. But I got to start my six-page paper. I started already, but I got to, you know, make some progress into it. So, uh, it's yeah. like about fifteen minutes. See, the good thing is, I've already got the information. I just need to put it into words. That's the easy part. So, not for me because I, I get I, I get sidetracked very easily. So, uh, no, I'll, I'll start it. I'll start. I'll make progress and you know get to wherever I get, and then I'll work on it tomorrow because it's due Friday. Well, I guess it's due. Yeah, we're doing this on Wednesday. Just let everybody know that. Um, but it's due Friday, and then I'll start my next homework. So, all right, we're good. All righty. Well, I hope you have enjoyed day in the life, getting to know everything the behind the scenes of a student athlete at the University of Tennessee, and uh, let us know if you have any um, anybody you'd like to listen to, get to know more. Um, just let us know. You can email us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com, or you can direct message us at volleyfingers at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can direct message me at kirbyconnell35. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next week.